Hey founders, listen up, this one's for you. Disrupt SF goes down this fall, and if you haven't heard of it, I'm a little bit worried about you, but also super excited to tell you about it. Part of Disrupt is the startup battlefield. It is our premier startup competition, and it is intense, let me tell you. The winner will get $100,000 in equity-free prize money. That's right, we don't take shares. But if we did, and we were a VC fund, I think we'd be one of the best. We've launched over 900 companies with 115 exits, and those companies have raised more than $9 billion. They include folks like Dropbox, GetAround, and Cloudflare. We are looking for the most exciting and innovative early stage companies across the globe. All you need is an MVP and preferably limited to no press coverage. Are you interested? Just go to apply.techcrunch.com today and get started. Hopefully we'll see you there. Good morning and welcome back to Equity Monday, a quick hit from the Equity crew to help start your week. We're going over what happened this weekend, what's coming up in the week ahead. We'll also take a peek at a startup funding round or two and dig a little deeper into a news item or trend that has been stuck in our heads. Oh, and don't forget, we had a great newsy long form app out last Friday, so take a peek if you haven't yet. All right, this is Monday, the 11th of May, 2020. Let's go. So happy Monday and all of that, but I have to say I am surprised by the news I've recently read. And by that, I mean we have some IPO news to talk about today, and I'm shocked that that's the case. Even more, it's, it's kind of good IPO news. Let me explain. Kingsoft Cloud, a company whose F1 filing I covered in late April, went public last week. Now, I missed the debut in the week's news flurry, but it went pretty well. According to PitchBook, quote, Chinese cloud computing company Kingsoft Cloud jumped on its first day of trading Friday after it raised $510 million in an IPO. Its shares closed up today 40% at 2384. Even more, the company actually sold more shares than it had kind of anticipated doing. Kingsoft Cloud sold 30 million shares instead of 25 million that it kind of first put out there. And even more, it priced mid-range. That's not bad, right? The question is, what the hell is going on here? Kingsoft Cloud pretty much sucks as a business. And no, I'm not just being rude because it's early in the morning. Let me explain. To understand why Kingsoft Cloud is a wild IPO, we have to talk about some accounting stuff. So please bear with me. Now, companies generate revenue, right? And there are direct costs of generating that revenue. And these are called, shockingly, cost of revenue or cost of goods sold. And when you deduct cost of revenue from revenue or COGS from revenue, you get what's called gross profit. Now, companies then spend gross profit on operating costs. What's left over there is called operating profit and so forth. Anyways, better revenue generates more gross profit per dollar revenue and lower quality revenue generates less. Kingsoft Cloud only began generating some gross profit last year. It was gross margin negative in 2017 and 2018 and its gross profit off of $568.3 million in 2019 revenue, $1.1 million. That's a gross margin of 0.2%. Now, we don't know what Amazon's AWS gross margins are, but we do know that in the last quarter, it had operating margins of 30%. That means its gross margins were certainly over 30% and not, you know, 
0.2%. And Kingstop Cloud just raised $510 million in an upsized IPO in the middle of a pandemic and a global recession? <laughs> Legitimately, that's wild. I don't know what's going on. Oh, one more thing. Uh, Vroom, an online used car seller, has filed for an IPO, privately for now, that it hopes to pull off in June, per the Wall Street Journal. That's going to be exciting, and maybe it'll make some sense. Now, looking ahead, what do we have coming up? What is this week going to bring us? Um, well, on the earnings front, Sony, Tencent, Cisco, and JD.com. But that's only so exciting. We're kind of through the main hump of Q1 reports, though, of course, some SaaS companies will report in about a month's time. But we do have some stuff to keep an eye on all the same. Remember that new and recent Horowitz crypto fund? Well, it was announced a little bit before Bitcoin's happening. And if you don't know what that means, I don't have the space to explain it here, but check it out, please. For our purposes, lots of folks expected this long-scheduled event in Bitcoin's code to boost its price. And, and for a while, that looked correct. And then, over the weekend, Bitcoin fell by 10 or 12% in what it felt like a minute. So what's going on with crypto? Is Bitcoin in a mini boomlet? And if so, that could bode well for Andreessen's fund and perhaps crypto startups, large and small. Something to think about. ICOs aren't coming back, but maybe some crypto companies will finally become long-term healthy. I don't know. We'll see. Second, SaaS stocks are back to record highs as of late last week, which should help SaaS startups raise at tasty valuations. That is, of course, if VCs are paying attention to what the market is saying and not merely to their fears. So keep an eye out for SaaS rounds. They may tell us what VCs are thinking. And I kind of on that note, keep an eye out for the mix of like new rounds that you see versus new layoff announcements. It's not scientific, it's super anecdotal, but the balance between the two should help you kind of tell which way the startup market is tilting. If you see 48,000 layoff announcements and four rounds, that says something. And speaking of which, we're running a little bit long today, but I want to mention a few rounds that I was reading about earlier this morning while prepping for this little podcast. After all, the early stage market is where we get to see what's next in tech bubble up from ideas to products, products to companies, and companies to disappointing S1 filings. I'm kidding, you know, kind of. Now, Manish Singh from TechCrunch reported on a cool company called ShipRocket, which he describes as, quote, a New Delhi-based logistics aggregator that works with direct-to-consumer sellers, including several social media influencers. The startup just raised a $13 million round, bringing its total capital raised to $26 million. And from CTEC, aka Calcalist Tech, Israeli cloud security company Ermetech, that's E-R-M-E-T-I-C, Ermetic, Ermetic? As in Hermetic? Ermetic? Anyways, Ermetic recently raised a $10 million seed round. This caught our eye as, as far as seed rounds go, $10 million feels very 2018 and not very 2020. That said, Israel is famed for its cybersecurity-focused startups and also companies focused on making sure that cybersec firms stay in business, like NSO Group. Per CTEC, Hermetic develops an analytics-based service that prevents cloud data breaches by automating the detection and remediation of identity and access risks in cloud offerings from the major players in the space. Given that AWS does, you know, $10 billion in revenue every quarter as of now, Hermetic is swimming in a very large pond. Now, closing, I want to I want to change it up and talk about something that I've been thinking about instead of something that, you know, actually happened. Now, Folks in VC love to note that great companies are built during downturns. It's something they say out loud when asked how many new checks they're writing when the public markets are falling. The idea that it's smart to invest when everyone else is selling is standard. 
It's an idea encapsulated in investing cliches as boring as, quote, buy when there's blood in the streets, all the way back to, quote, buy low, sell high. But what they're really saying is that doing the opposite of what common sense would dictate is at times the right choice if you want to make money. So here's something that I would like to see more of and something that sounds maximum dumb in mid-2020. More media startups. New ones. The world is being rewritten around us, which means that people want new and better and different reporting. It's the perfect moment for subscription-based, digitally native media orgs to form up and kick ass. This has been stuck in my head ever since I heard about the juggernaut and recalled how Substack saw some early success. Newspapers are two rounds of layoffs away from having no one left. That's not indication that media is dead, but that old media is dead and that there's epic room in the market for new stuff. Even more, most last-gen media startups are sputtering under the weight of the adpocalypse, so there's even more room for new entrants. Who's real-life contrarian, not merely Twitter contrarian, saying the same seven things that Naval tweeted last week? Conventional wisdom is that media is a terrible investment. Maybe. Maybe not. And that's all we have for today. We hope that you are as safe as can be. This is Alex from the Equity Crew, and you are tremendous. <laughs>